0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: I'm great. Uh, as we record this, it's Alabama Day in Hoover, but frankly, isn't every day, Alabama day in Hoover.
0: Every day is Alabama day in Hoover. Every day is Alabama day in everywhere right now. So, uh, but that's okay. Um, it has been rather interesting. I think let's lead off though, cause we'll talk about SEC media days in the next two segments, but let's do go ahead and celebrate the fact that Jaden Shackelford is returning to the Alabama basketball team. Yeah, I guess that, that was official. I
1: think me and you had, uh, I think me and you had whispers that this was highly likely to happen in the last few days, um, and now it's official, and it's a big win. It's, it's such a product of the new world uh, that we're in, in the sense that we're celebrating uh, a guy being on the team that's already been on the team for two years. And <laughs> the fact that now you can go in the portal and come out of the portal, I mean, this is just brand-new stuff. Uh, and we have to learn as fans uh to not be uh upset about this i mean i think this is just a kid looking for the best situation for him who could take advantage of the new rule to better his situation and after considering all options uh he felt that the Tusca- T- Tuscaloosa was the best option for him and That's good uh, in in the sense that adding Shackelford or keeping Shackelford on the roster is only going to help Alabama. He is a quality college basketball player. He's now experienced uh, and has played in NATO system for two years. Uh, In in that sense, he's going to be very helpful, uh, particularly to a freshman like J.D. Davison, who's uh, who's learning and he can learn from a guy like Shackelford
0: obviously positive and look I'm not trying to be wishy-washy about this when I said before that losing Jaden Shackelford is not the end of the world It, it wasn't it's um it's uh but having him and having him doesn't make us a national championship uh team right off the bat but it's certainly a positive and I don't know why anybody can take it any other way than this is very very good news for Alabama um you know what's interesting though Cause he will only be a junior next year. I mean, can we assume this is his last year, Jimmy? Well, I think it
1: depends on, I'm not going to make that assumption. Um, It depends on, I think to some extent graduation and and yeah, he's a smart kid. It, It wouldn't shock me over the course of the next 365 days he graduated, even though this will, you know, upcoming is only his third year in the program uh, he could, And, and he, gets, he hasn't transferred anywhere, so he's still free to leave and not sit out, even if he doesn't graduate. Uh, I mean, could he leave and go pro? Uh, I, I'm, I'm just saying that even with me expecting Shackleford to improve and be a better player this year than he was last year, I still don't believe he would be a draftable NBA player. I don't believe that. I, I would hope. Um, I would love to be proven wrong. Uh, Gosh, that would be great. But just my opinion is he's not an NBA player. So if he left, I'm not really sure uh, where he might go. Um, So we'll see. Uh, If he left after next season, Luke, I would assume it would be via the portal and playing for another college team. I, I hope that's not the case. I would love to see Shaq be at Alabama for four years, and I would love to see him improve each and every year he's here, and, and yeah, he was a better player as a sophomore than he was as a freshman. I expect him to be, to be a better player this fall, even though he's very likely to play fewer minutes.
0: No, I agree, I, I and I, that was my point, is I wonder if he ends up transferring. I mean, again, I and, and I say again because he didn't transfer this time. I mean, so I I just, I don't know. Um, I just think it's uh just kind of a, it's weird when somebody does it as a sophomore. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I just thought that was bizarre. And I'm glad to have him back, so it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Right. Uh, right. All right, Jimmy, let me take a break here and tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is the place you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto, look, I've been driving in my car like nobody's business. I need me some Rock Auto. I'm going to go to Rock Auto and save a ton of money on all the parts my car will ever need. That's their jingle. That's their motto. And they want to help you. This is a family-run business. It has been since the beginning. And they are there with an easy-to-navigate website to help you out and get the parts you need at prices you will absolutely love at rockauto.com. Also, want to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Go there ASAP to get um, some cash money and put some cash money in and use promo code Locked On. Get a fifty percent welcome bonus, and then you'll and you'll win some cash money because it's easy to get your money out at betonline.ag. Promo code Locked On. You're gonna love this website, people. Easy to get around. So much fun to play poker and blackjack and And the sports book, you know, Major League Baseball, NBA. Well, NBA is over, but you can bet on NBA draft picks. You can do that. You can bet on reality TV. Do all that stuff at BetOnline.ag. Go check them out today. Promo code locked on. All right, Jimmy. So Nick Saban Day did happen in Hoover today, and um, you know, did he say or do anything that just stood out to you?
1: Well, he was brilliant as always. He he's so good. You know, so much of, of what he says isn't news. Uh, you know, he, he didn't – I don't think he made a lot of news. I think he said what what people would expect him to say, though he delivered it in such a professional way he would swear he's the CEO of Microsoft. But uh, I'll tell you what stood out to me, and to me, the, the number one talking point for me, because this is what – I'm not so much – hanging on every word about his take on NIL or the transfer portal. Uh, but here's what stood out to me. I, I want to hear him talk about the team that we're going to put on the field this fall and, and, and specifically about players. And this is what he said. He said two or three things about that, and that's what stands out to be. Number one, how about this? I think this was a purposefully chosen word. He did use the word rebuild when he was talking about the offense. I mean, that's a football buzzword. It's something that fans usually say and coaches don't, but he did use that word, and I think it was purposefully. I think that sends a message to the fans that, like, don't expect too much too soon, and that's fair. And I think we need to start getting our minds right in terms of the offense is going to be sort of, in development, as they say in big companies. I mean, it's a product that's in development. So uh, so that stood out. A second thing that stood out was he uh, really raved about Henry To'o To'o uh, as a player and as a person and as a leader and basically just flat out said he was going to be the Mike and calling the defense. And he seemed to have an enormous amount of confidence that Henry would be one of the best guys that we've had doing that in quite a while. And uh, we probably didn't talk about it enough last year, Luke, but I think last year was Dylan Moses' first year doing it because he was injured the year before. And uh, my understanding was that it was a struggle for him. Uh, and, and we shouldn't be surprised, not because, you know, some people just think it just takes a smart guy to do it. Well, no. I would tell you that some people who are excellent at it don't exactly have an IQ that would make the newspapers. You know, uh, you don't have, you have to be football smart, but you don't necessarily have to be, you know, some sort of Stephen Hawking. I mean, Dylan is a smart guy, and I think he is football smart and just regular people smart, but there's a, there's a trick or a talent to not only calling the defense right but then you still got to play yourself. And I think it can be a little overwhelming for guys in year one. I think some get overwhelmed. And To'o To'o doesn't appear to be the type of guy that gets overwhelmed by it. He's natural at it that he can make the calls, get everybody lined up, and the ball is snapped, and then he becomes a dude uh, after he's got everybody lined up. And it takes a special player, I think, to be real comfortable with that. And Nick... Kind of went on and on about it, you know, today, and, and, and specifically as it relates to uh, to Henry, who, by the way, uh, no one wants to say too toe all the time. So I asked around because I needed to know this dude, and this is great. He does have a nickname, and thank goodness it's one syllable. And I'm just going to start calling him this just because it's fun and it makes sense. But his nickname is, of course, Hank. Players on the team call him. Yeah, for for Henry. The players on the team call him Hank. So that's what (laughs) I'm going with. It's just easier than Toho Toho.
0: Hank T.T. That's what I'll call him.
1: (laughs) And thirdly, and maybe even most importantly, because this came out of nowhere, and this is so not like Saban to do this, I was almost like, I was watching live with my DirecTV remote in hand. I even rewound it a couple of times because I was like, did that really just happen? But uh, a random reporter from the Opelika area, who clearly covers Auburn, asked Nick about the progress of Javion Cohen and Christian Story. And Nick said, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said. He said, Cohen's doing great. He's a starter. Yeah, he'll be a starter this fall at left guard. I mean, he's a starting left guard today. <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't you just go ahead and name Bryce the quarterback too, Nick? I mean, and since you're, and since you're basically out here naming starters in a contested position, uh, and 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 it wasn't that I was shocked. Like, if you asked me today, like, okay, who's going to be a new starter? I think Cohen would have probably been the first name out. I mean, in terms of, I think, I think he had the best spring of uh, of all the guys in, in competition for starting spot, So I wasn't shocked. What shocked me was just how cavalierly Nick Saban said it and how adamant he was. He didn't say it like, ooh, I shouldn't say it, or, hey, I'm not sure about this. He stated that Javion Cohen was the starting left guard, no different than he would have said he expects to see Malachi Moore starting at nickel. I mean, he just, yeah, Cohen's starting at left guard. And then he went on to say the Christian story, is still learning to be a defensive back and expects him to be a backup this fall and a really good player in the future. Um, but yeah, I, I, to me, that was big time newsworthy. And of course, things can change. We haven't even started practice yet. Cohen could lose a spot just as quickly as he won it. But yeah, Nick Saban basically announcing that Javion Cohen is the starting left guard.
0: Yeah, I found that pretty interesting too. And I would love for Javion Cohen to be a starter. He is very full of Bama. Um, he was committed to Auburn at one time and flipped. I think that's another thing that makes it delicious. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positives, JV Cohen going, being the starter. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take uh, another break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show up. All right, so anything else stand out from media days today, Jimmy? Uh,
1: I liked, uh, I, that was the most I'd ever heard the new Vanderbilt coach Uh I mean, I, I was aware of him and I'd seen him say a few things here and there, but uh, I just happened to see most of his presentation. He seems extremely bright and full of Vanderbilt, and I will not be surprised if he isn't successful there. Keeping in mind, what I mean is Vanderbilt successful. I don't mean, I don't mean that they're going to become a, an annual threat in the East. I think. That as good he might be able to do as good as Vandy can do because I think he gets it and he loves it and he's embraced it and he seems very bright. Um, uh, so I, I was impressed by him and I won't be surprised if uh, if Vanderbilt goes to a bowl or two, you know, during his uh, his time there, and then he uh, moves on to a bigger job. That 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 would not
0: surprise me. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that he took the numbers off their jerseys. Uh, You know, the only possible reason I can see that, I mean, I know Lou Holtz had a great line when one of his players said, Hey coach, why can't we get names on the back of our jerseys? And Lou Holtz said, you're lucky you have numbers. That's, that's pretty funny. But then to actually take the numbers away, like how do you know who's doing well? I mean, unless you're just trying to learn everybody by their first name because I've always wondered this like how does all right if if let's let me think of somebody um if Tyler Love comes up to Nick Saban right now would Nick Saban remember him I mean Nick Saban has recruited thousands of kids since Tyler Love and how do these coaches remember all these guys <laughs>
1: You know, when you've been coaching as long as Nick, I think when you're coach as long as Nick, that's a pretty good question. I mean, specifically, yeah, I think you'd remember Tyler off because Tyler stuck around uh, the program yeah, for a while right. and then and, and, uh, and his brother ended up being on our support staff for quite some time and is now the strength coach at Ole Miss, the Wilson love. But, uh, yeah, I mean, put it this way. I think, uh, you know, the silly season's almost over, so we'll we'll have to remember this next year. Uh, for the silly season next summer. But, dude, I bet if we went back through and read the names of some kids who signed with us in 2010, 2012, 2015, me and you would be like, I have no recollection of him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because there's there's been a handful of guys that we've signed that you're like, what did he do again? How long was he around? You know, because, I mean, one thing about Nick... Dude, he signs 25 new guys every year. It's been pretty rare that we've brought in less than 25. I mean, we're talking about 25 new dudes every year. So he's not only been here for 14 years, he's been here, and and the, the front door to the the Mount Moore building may as well be a revolving door because of the yeah. amount of annual attrition Alabama has. That's why we bring in 25. We have room for 25 every year because of the amount of attrition. And the attrition is usually – you know, eight guys going pro early and all getting drafted high. Uh, but we do have a lot of attrition.
0: Yeah. I mean, and not only that, Saban's lost a lot of coaches too. So it's not like he can say, you know, look over at Steve Sarkisian, who's been with him for, for um, 12 years, and say, hey, Sark, who's that guy again? No, Saban's <laughs> just got to remember all these people. I mean, it's, and he's got to know all the new com- commits and recruits in 2023 guys. I mean, this—I don't understand how these coaches do it. I mean, I, I never understand how Nick Saban does anything. But Saban's a recruiting guy too, recruit so he guys. knows the
1: family member. Saban knows the family too, at least during recruiting. Now he might—he might delete some names from his memory base as soon as signing day is coming. Gone, but during recruiting, during you know, as to our most crucial targets. I mean, Nick knows. The sister's name, the mama's name, the daddy's name, oh, yeah. the, the grandma's name. He knows all that, too.
0: Uh, he's he's just a wonder, Ken. That's all I can tell you. Um, <laughs> all right, Jimmy, we'll cut this one short as I'm coming back from Kentucky. And, uh, you know, we'll come well, next time we have a podcast. We'll talk about, I guess, the preseason uh, SEC picks and, you know, preseason all SEC team, et cetera, because all that will be upon us.
1: That's right. That's coming out tomorrow, and I suspect there'll be several Alabama guys on, on the preseason team. Alabama and Georgia and Texas A and I think those three will dominate the uh, preseason All SEC team. And i will get more familiar with it myself. But watch for these couple names. You know, Arkansas doesn't have many dudes. You know, that's a real problem of their lack of dudes. But they got about three guys. That are hellacious football players. The wide receiver, Burks, could be a first round pick in, in next April. They got a linebacker who's only 5'11, Grant Morgan, but that guy makes like 200 tackles. And their safety, Catalone, he might be, seriously, he might be the best safety in the SEC. So yeah. uh, all three of those guys could end up on the first team, and you're like, Arkansas? But it's also like the only three dudes that got.
0: Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, they, uh, they've they got those three, and then it's a, it's a sack full of grits. So there's no doubt about it. And congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I had a poster of Jack Sigma from back in the day up on my wall that I got out of Slam Magazine many moons ago. And um, so in honor of Jack Sigma, go Bucks, everybody. But until then, roll tide.
1: Roll tide.